Welcome to Sacred Spaces. I'm Christina Carreri. And I'm Francesca McCaffrey. We are lifelong friends. And first cousins. Living on opposite coasts. Living very different lives. Each with a passion to achieve the same sacred goal. Peace and tranquility. I'll be sharing with you ideas about enriching, enlivening, and organizing your space for genuine creativity and productivity. And I'll show you simple ways to create a peaceful space in your mind, body, and soul. My house might be organized, Chris, but my mind is always wandering. And Fran, my house might seem like a tornado has hit, but I can find stillness just about anywhere. And together, we'll help you find your sacred space at home and in your mind. Hey, Fran, how are you? I'm good, Christina. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm sorry we missed everybody last week. I was I know. Uh, buried under some work, but it's so good to be back this week. So wonderful to be back. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so I've got a question for you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like scary movies? I don't. I love crime <laughs> movies and thrillers, but okay. I don't like gory okay. movies. Yeah. yeah, me neither. I, I don't like gory movies. I do like the, you know, edge of your seat kind of thrillers mm. I'll, I'll do. But like, yes. if somebody says, oh, let's go see a horror film. Nope. Not going. Don't Chris, sign me I, up. <laughs> I have <laughs> not to say, I'm the same. But this movie, uh, there's one movie that I really love that's, that is a thriller. And it's, it's called Clute. It's from like 1971, Jane Fonda, Donald Sutherland. Cool. And I just saw it at the New Beverly, which is, of course, Quentin Tarantino's uh, movie theater. He always shows old movies there on 35 millimeter prints, no digital, which is amazing. Your old and, friend, Quentin Tarantino. Uh, right. <laughs> and I got to tell you, it was so interesting seeing a, a, a movie like that, which is pretty old now. Like, oh, geez, very, very old. And the audience was still pretty captivated. Seeing it in a, in a large theater, you could hear a pin drop. There's no gore, but it was scary because the way the filmmaker told the story, you kind of hear things without seeing them. At a certain mm. point, the sound design is amazing. So anyway, I was still quite scared, I have to okay. say, even though I've seen the movie a bunch of times, it was great. Yeah. So, so I do enjoy those kind of being scared like that, but I don't, yeah, I don't like scary movies. Yeah, I'll, I'll sit through them. those movies with, you know, my my hands over my eyes and my, you know, my fingers on my ears. I, I just can't do it. Even even a lot of Quentin's movies I can't watch because they, they, they know. terrify me. Um, but uh, but he, he's he's awesome nonetheless. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that for me, I've always had an aversion to scary movies and even scary movies that aren't categorized as horror yes. films or scary movies. I remember being 10 years old and having to be picked up at the movie theater watching E.T. because I was freaking out. Christina, <laughs> come on. <laughs> no, seriously, I'll never forget. It was like this big movie theater in town and I had to get my grandparents that lived nearby to come pick me up because I was oh, like crying. My yeah. goodness. Went out, you know, went out into the lobby, put my 10 cents in the in the payphone and had them pick me up. But Oh, but you know, that brings up a really good point, you know, talking about fear. Yeah. which we want to talk about today and what scares somebody i think et was adorable i remember thinking that when i saw the <laughs> movie you know and what what scares someone and what what other people are fine with yeah laird, laird hamilton right. can surf 100 foot waves and he just loves it sure. <laughs> and, okay, and these are physical yeah. things of course we're talking about seeing a film you know extreme sports 
but there's, gosh, there's, there's, you can extrapolate out into so many areas of life. Oh yeah, for you sure. Know? I mean, there's people like you're saying, like can surf or people that can jump out of an airplane and, and find that exactly. And then others are paralyzed with fear. So yes, yeah, so yeah. that's what we're going to be talking about today. A really, really great topic, I think. Yeah. And I think we really want to explore it in terms of um, pursuing things and, and maybe goals, whether it's right. in your life, for your dreams, in your home, and what prevents you from taking action. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So Fran, let me ask you this. So what, what would you say is something that, you know, either you've been fearful of your entire life or <laughs> maybe something that manifested in adulthood that um, you're just afraid of doing? Are you talking about like emotionally or are you talking about like like an say, experience that's yeah. physical. I would say anything that you, you feel comfortable sharing with our listeners. Oh. You know? Yeah. Could be either okay. or, you know, it could be, yeah. it could be something that, you know, that you just won't do. Um, right. you know, like I'll give you an example. Like I will not cook a, you know, fancy meal for my fiance because I am afraid of what he's going to say. Cause he's such a great cook. Christina, <laughs> is that, first of all, Dear listeners, she is a wonderful cook. So I am shocked that you're, I'm truly am shocked that you're saying that. Oh, oh not compared That's to crazy him. To not me. compared to him. Nope. <laughs> no, but I just, I wouldn't yes. do it. I'd like All it, it, her fiance is an amazing cook. I experienced his <laughs> firsthand and he's pretty extraordinary. It's true. He, he really is. But like, I am afraid to like, I could never cook him this, like a, a fancy meal. Like never, never in a million years. He can do it. Not a problem. Not afraid. He could cook for a million people and it would be totally fine. But see, I know knowing you as I've known you my whole life, I know you're totally capable of doing it. I know you are. I know it almost as a fact, you know, it's so funny at the end. And I have proof that you could do that. You know, I've tasted your food. I've seen how you are with a bunch of family around and preparing stuff. And you always make things look beautiful, like all of it. So it's just so funny, isn't it? How sometimes our fears are just not balanced with the reality and what we're capable of so often, yeah, so, you know, so, so often. That's true. You know, that's true. Yeah. It's like some people feel, you, you might imagine that they're completely fearless, but inside maybe they're not. So it's interesting. Inside maybe they're not. I know. It's yeah. really true. I know for me, like I want to start dating again after the mm -hmm. pandemic and just the thought of online dating. It's not like a hard stop. I won't do it, but I don't like it. I'm fearful of it in an uncomfortable, like, uh, kind of way. So maybe that's not quite a good example. Um, so is that, is that fear or is that worry? Like, are you worried that you won't meet somebody great or you or just that the you person see, that you meet? No, like the experience of having a bunch of terrible dates will yeah. kind of ruin me for a while of, of getting out there, yeah. <laughs> which is kind yeah. of, you know, that kind of thing, which is, again, we've talked about this before too, Christina, you know, the way we project an outcome is fear talking so often. And it's right. really our vivid imagination or our, you know, tendency to kind of go a little darker when we're, instead of imagining a different kind of outcome, which is you make the meal and it's beautiful. I go out on a couple of crappy dates and then meet <laughs> wonderful after like the fifth or sixth one, you know, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. The perseverance yeah. part, I guess, with those kind of things has, has, uh, gets to me, you know, so I, I guess we have to decide whether, you know, we let the fear hold us back or exactly, if, you know, or if we, 
try to push through the fear, which is not easy to do. Yeah. Definitely. And there's different kinds of fear too, aren't there, Chris? I think like sure. fear of discomfort, like you're talking about, or I'm talking about mm-hmm. and fear of, or fear and or fear of what other people will think. Like you're, you don't want Paul to judge your cooking and therefore <laughs> judge you, which does it sounds to me again, like I can't even imagine you thinking that, but um. So those are two entirely different things, stepping out of our comfort zone, Mm -hmm. you know, um, physically and emotionally and being afraid to try something because you don't want to go down a certain road and be judged or, you know, right. Right. It's interesting. Yeah. And it has me thinking too, you know, just coming out of this pandemic, although gosh, now it feels like we're coming, going back in, but I know that uh, a lot of friends personally have um, had to make career changes uh, right. because of you know, losing jobs and that sort of thing. And, and some, in some cases, have pursued their lifelong dream of doing X, Y, or Z uh, with, with a lot of fear that goes along with that, but they're taking that giant leap. And then I know others who are just, just trying to find something to pay the bills uh, because mm-hmm. they're afraid of, of, you know, what's on the other side. So yes, those are real serious. I was going to say are real people. concerns, of course, really happening for a lot of people. Yes. Um, yeah. I think that just in general, life changing events can uh, stir up a lot of fear in people. I mean, personally, yes. I can, I can share with the listeners and you obviously know this story deeply with me, but you know, I, I got divorced, um, seven and a half years ago. And I, I, you know, I knew I was going to be divorced long before then, but there was a lot of fear with that came with that. You know, what were people going to think? What were people going to say? How are my kids going to react? How is my family going to react? How was I going to survive? How was I, you know, was, was, you know, interestingly enough, I never thought, Oh, am I going to meet somebody else? That was like at the very bottom of my list. Um, it was more, it was more a fear based of what are people going to say? What are people going to think? How are people going to react? Um, those that are outside of my four walls that don't know the story, uh, you know, how will they judge me? Um, so mm-hmm. the judgment brought up a lot of fear for me. Yes. So, yeah, but you know, but I, you were I, able, you were able to get through that and I was mm-hmm. follow your heart and Mm-hmm. do something for yourself you knew was important for yourself and your family you know exactly and you know what it boiled down to is you know a lot of soul searching and and making the very very difficult decision with you know my girls and I just sort of taking a look at the entire situation that I was in and 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 determining you know what was the better outcome was it to honor this commitment no matter what and live in fear for the rest of my life or to show my girls that there is, you know, there can be happiness on the other side of of sort of turmoil. Um, And I ultimately opted for the, for the, the, the latter, which was the, you know, really good decision for everyone, everyone involved, you know, including my ex-husband. So, yeah. So it's, I think that's a great way. Fear goes along with that to break down, like look at it as a real decision-making process. Mm -hmm. If it's a career change, okay, I can stay at this job I'm not happy in, or I can try doing this, which I've always wanted to do or something I know will be better. 
Mm-hmm. and break down the pros and cons of everything and also you know there's that age-old thing of imagining yourself on your deathbed yeah. and looking back and and trying to really imagine it sounds so morbid but really what are you going to be proud of and what are you going to regret that you didn't follow through and are you going to be able it's a good exercise too because once you're there yes. and imagining it you could really see how futile a lot of our fears and our concerns are as much as many of them are so real. Yeah. So many people are concerned with their day-to-day life. Yes, we care about what our friends and family are doing, but they're not really as concerned as we all think about exactly. what we're exactly. doing. I mean, you got to look at it. Is the fear internal or external? Exactly. You know, is it, you know, there like we started this conversation, you know, there are people that have these deep fears of, you know, of going outside. That's internal. That's something anxiety based and and um, that that's certainly internal if you're afraid of what someone else is going to think or feel that that's a fear that you know i think that it's worth the risk personally i feel is worth the risk in 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 pushing through i agree and again for both of those situations you talked about of course you and i are not therapists and a wonderful therapist can help you with either situation as we both know well we do indeed. Yeah. <laughs> they can they can for life way. issues for everything. It's, oh, uh, I, yeah. I personally believe everybody should be in therapy. Yes. But um right. It's a wonderful thing. It is a wonderful <laughs> thing. Definitely. We so I'm going to I'm going to go back to my question Fran since since okay. I've given you time to think about it. Yeah. It, what's something again internal external professional personal that you have either always feared or that you feel like has manifested as an adult in, you know, as one of your fears. I know you, the, the online dating thing is one thing, but like, yeah, there, there's got, there's got to be something else that, um, that, you know, all of us fear that I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I have taken stabs at different creative pursuits, even though I'm, you know, very well into this novel and it have been supported in different ways to complete it. Mm-hmm things that I haven't really, you know, given myself whole, put, put all of my energy in the way I need to. And I know that's a lot of that is fear-based and very deep and complex, you know, different things that come up. Um, I think a lot of fear comes up with creativity in general. Yeah, it's really true. Am I going to be good enough? Is the book going to be good enough? Is the painting going to be good enough? Is the, you know, whatever it is. Um, Right. But yeah, that's, It's like the old Bob Dylan song, When I Paint My Masterpiece, which I highly recommend everybody to listen to because, (laughs) you know, it's this way of also putting off your life. You know, when I do this, when I finish this and it gets published, when the movie gets made, when I'm talking about creative projects, when the play gets written, when the show gets put on, whatever, you know, then everything will start for me and then everything will happen now. The older you get, and 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 certainly you know this, Chris, and I know this as well. And meeting different people who have succeeded in the industry, you know, that's not the way it works. Life does not become this upward, even though it may look like that on the outside. It's it's life is still full of constant up and downs and constant change and constant constant self doubt and fear. You know that that must be mitigated. It's part of being a human being. You know. Yeah. But it, we do like, forget that we just just I think and I think it's what you're talking about with creativity, you know, you really think to yourself, once I get it like this, then every, you know, then this will happen and this will happen and I'll meet so and so and these kind of people and, 
you know, when you are perfectly capable of creating the life you want right now. And I think that is the scary part for all, totally. for many, totally. for me, certainly I can yeah. copy that, you know, it's like, you know, it's like the stage fright of life. Right. Absolutely. Like, it's really beautiful, Chris. You know, yes. And I, as we're, as you're talking, I'm thinking about like I, I don't know, a few weeks ago or whatever, I watched AGT, you know, America's got talent and yes. this guy was on who, you know, always wanted to be a musician. And, um, you know, you, you finally hear him sing and the world finally hears him sing and he's got this crazy stage fright, but he's got this insane, amazing voice, you know? <laughs> Like, I, I think that that's, we all have that insane, quote unquote, insane right. voice inside of us, wh whether it's a novel or, or something else, a painting, a masterpiece, that um, we have this, this lifelong stage fright and it's, it's holding us back um, as opposed so to true. getting up on stage and singing in front of Simon Cowell, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes it is just that, like you have to like persevere Mm -hmm. and do the work not knowing what the outcome is going to be and and yes. you just it, it just takes a lot of uh i wish we had some quick tips dear listeners but yeah. <laughs> for, for that you, gotta, you have you kind of have to figure it out you know and and fear the weight of fear is different for different people you know like oh, a little absolutely. bit afraid of that or you know it's, it's or, or it could be completely debilitating debil completely debilitating completely paralyzing where you just can't you, you can't even think about anything else you know yeah so yeah it's it could be really tough there's no doubt about it there's no doubt about it yeah it's really really true yeah so you know i think that uh, you know i look at my kids and i i see how brave they are like going out for auditions and and performing getting, and getting uh, on stage yes. i mean i would have loved to have done that as a kid yeah and i would have it would have been my dream to be in drama club but i was like absolutely not i am way too afraid of what people will think or you know how i will present myself that i you know i, I never did it so i think one of the gifts that that we can give to others connected to our fear is helping others not have that fear. Right. Rather than, than, Oh, I didn't do it. They're not going to do it either or whatever. Exactly. You exactly. Know. You know, I mean, maybe in some, some way, shape or form, we can live vicariously through, through other people, whether it's friends, family, whomever, um, you know, taking that fear that may have held us back and not allowing it to hold others back. I love that, Christina. Yeah, we should all take a moment to take that in because yes, that's the that's such a great life lesson, you know, and and it can be the opposite of that can be done in in such a detrimental way without us even realizing it if we're not conscious of it, you know, like giving your kid little looks or rolling of the eyes or you know whatever you know all those things are so important. Being supportive is very clear and very easy. We all know what it feels like and what it hopefully we know what it looks like. Mm -hmm. So. That is actually a great tip. I hope people and listeners take away from this today to try to not let your own fear disable someone else's dreams and goals and, you know, that kind right. of thing. Yeah. I love I mean, that. Hopefully yeah. we all have someone in our life that, that does that for us. Yes. That says, you know, don't be afraid. It's going to be okay. Everything is going to work out. Um, you know, that, that's, uh, whether that may be true or not, you have someone cheering. Yeah, having somebody on the sidelines that's that's coaching you through your fear of life and 
and yeah. that stage fright that, that you know we were talking about it's yeah and there. if you don't trying to learn how to do be that for yourself you know which is also yeah. not yep. the easiest thing it's it's not but you know there's there's so many resources and tools whether it's a therapist or a book or a phone call with a you know a friend you haven't talked to in a long time i mean there, yes. there are things that you can do um that you know maybe the the initial purpose wasn't to conquer your fear but it will do something to build that foundation beneath you so you feel like you could do anything yes i love yeah. that yeah so yeah so you know a lot of uh, a lot of heavy stuff today with with these these fears but you know it, it does all come around to the fact that I still have plenty of projects around my house that I would love to do. But, you know. <laughs> that you're scared to take on, Chris? Oh my gosh! Like we we desperately need a new kitchen, you know, in, in the house. In, oh, uh, I didn't know that. Okay. Oh my goodness, the beach house. Well, ever since we elevated, um, for our listeners, we uh, live right on the water. Our house used to be right on the sand, right in direct hit of all of it's these. It's like bridges. a historic house, right? It's like a cottage. Yeah. All the houses in the neighborhood are beautiful, but they've been there quite yeah. a long time. Quite so. a long time, you know, over a hundred years, um, well over a hundred years at this point. And, you know, I've just gotten taken, you know, beating after beating after beating. Yes. And I got to tell you, those scares, those, those storms are very scary. I'm right. afraid of the nor'easters that happen. Um, I mean, to the point where, you know, the house shakes and it feels like, you know, you're, you're in the worst turbulence of your life on an airplane, but the plane never lands. So that's, that's something to be afraid of for sure. Absolutely. But that being said, you know, we've gotten through all these storms and we so desperately need a, you know, a new kitchen. That's a big, scary house project. It is. <laughs> you know, so. Oh my gosh, especially if you're going to do some of it yourself. That's a huge, right. huge thing. Yeah, you know, and, and Paul's very handy. Um, thank goodness. In fact, I'm coming to you today from the build out of our of our caves, our beautiful situate salt caves. Salt cave. Yeah, I know. And, I'm so uh, and he's done a lot of the. He's done a lot of the. Um, the uh, what do you call it? Not the renovation, but the. Um, uh, you know, the demo. So he's done a lot of the demo himself. I was like, how do you know how to do this? This is amazing. <laughs> uh, so hopefully he'll be able to help with the kitchen at the house. Um, that oh. needs to be done. But I know our listeners probably have some big, crazy projects. That yes. Do, right? Actually, I was thinking, Chris, that would be a great tiny tidy for today, okay. which is starting to take that first crack, that first swing at a project that you are a little bit scared of. And I'm, I'm assuming for most people, this is either the garage, some kind of storage situation, storage shed, large closets that are anything storage related that scares people, I think. And it could be going through a loved one's things that you've been putting off. Something, yeah. something that just is so uncomfortable to you. So like, ugh. and you know, like take a swing at it. You're going to, you're going to put that timer on. And let's say this time, this weekend, you're going to give yourself like 45 minutes to start and then keep going. Don't let the fear, once you've kind of gotten over that fear, if you feel like it, keep going, if not stop and pick up when you feel ready again for the next 45 minutes. So let me ask you this. So when you're doing that, that big sorting project, huge one, right? Yes. Are you the kind of person that, that thinks, okay, I'm holding this up. Is it bringing me joy? You know, that kind of thing. But then I, 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 but here's what happens to me, right? I'll be like, it's not bringing me joy right now, but I'm afraid if I throw this away yes. <laughs> that I'm going to regret that. So, I well, you know, it's funny, yeah, you know, those, just, those guys, I, I'm sorry. I can't remember their name off the top of my head. The minimalists, one of them, right. gosh, I think we yep. should link to their website. 
totally. And they've done documentaries and, and stuff. They have, I was reading on apartment therapy, they have like a 2020 rule. Okay. Like you can get rid of something that's less than $20. Okay. Takes less than 20 minutes to replace. Okay. okay. I think that's it. I think there right. might be one more thing, but that idea of something like, yeah. are you really going to miss it? This is great for like little kitchen gadgets that you have like five of, or, you know, but you're like, oh, but I might need one for when I make that <laughs> casserole that I've only made that I've right. imagined making that I haven't even made, whatever, you know, margarita glasses, like, yeah, exactly. ever uses margarita glasses. <laughs> right. We've got like all these glass margarita glasses in our pantry. And I'm like, we never use them. The it's like that store. fantasy life, like the story about like the someone that that couple that had the two dozen champagne glasses. Like when was the last time someone came over for champagne? You know, I, know. I mean, well, I can I can replace those for under twenty dollars, yes. and it won't take me more than twenty minutes. To yeah. Do that, so and there is to your point, Chris. There also is that classic thing of, and I don't mention it because it's it's said in every kind of organizing article or book, but there is that thing where you can take like five bags. Yeah. Mark one you're going to keep mm -hmm. one you're going to sell slash donate or actually one sell one donate and then another one you know hopefully you're not throwing anything out you're going to sell it or you're going to donate exactly. it. but sometimes if the yeah. stuff is gross you know, you're going to have a garbage bag for all the little bits and bobs or whatever and um yeah you know garbage bags are great old boxes to do that Hopefully you have space to keep those boxes there for a while if you're not tackling the project in one mm -hmm. weekend. But yeah, yeah, that's always a that's classic true. purge technique. Yes, yeah, that, that and is. And don't good. be scared. I won't. I'm not. I'm gonna go <laughs> as soon as after after this, I'm going home and I'm throwing out my margarita glasses. So okay. <laughs> give them away, Chris. No. Actually, yet. right after this weekend, after we go see Jimmy Buffett, no, then I'll throw them out. No, <laughs> anyway. Awesome. So you guys ready what for about a you, meditation? Chris? Yes, please. All right. So, you know, it's interesting when you think about meditation, a lot of people are really afraid to get quiet because they think about, or they, you know, they, they worry about what's going to be happening in their head when they get really still. So meditation is very fearful. Uh, you know, brings up a lot of fear uh, for, oh, for, for me folks. Too. So yes. yeah, you know, so hopefully we'll be able to work through that today, but let's, um, let's kind of get comfy cozy right now. And again, if you're driving or, or walking, keep your eyes on the road. But if you have the luxury of sealing your eyes shut, why don't you go ahead and do that now. And start by inhaling and exhaling just through your nose. Keep your lips sealed as well. And just find a nice, easy, steady, even breath. Between your exhale and your inhale. And find that calm, that calm before the storm. Now the storm for you is something that you're afraid of. Something that drums up great fear.
something that makes you wince when you think about it, makes your body tight. And for just a brief moment, feel all the fear. Feel what accompanies that fear. It might be worry. It might be a feeling of not being enough. Could be a fear of what people say, what people think. But feel it everywhere. And notice how it manifests in your body. Maybe you're feeling pain somewhere the base of your neck or in your temples. Perhaps your muscles are getting tense. Let the fear boil inside of you. Let it feel heavy just for a moment. And just before your fear is realized, imagine a bright white light shining over you from the crown of your head. And it's so bright that you just can't see. You can't see anything but white light. The white light pours down your forehead. It relaxes your cheeks. It releases your tongue from the top of your mouth and it loosens your jaw. The light is so bright that you keep your eyes closed as the light just covers your entire body, down your neck, over your shoulders, washes over your upper arms and lower arms and you can feel it in the palm of your hand as if you were holding two bright stars. Imagine in your mind's eye that you're looking down at your hands and all you see is this bright white light. Let that bright white light flow through your heart, into your abdomen, 
round your hips. Let the white light feel heavy. Allow the brightness to flow down your upper leg, around your knees, around your calves, and through your feet, through each and every toe. The bright white light has washed away all of the fear. The darkness associated with the fear is gone. And all you can see and feel is bright white light. Like the bright white light of the sun or the bright white light of the full moon and the light of each and every star in the sky. It's inside of you, blinding out the fear. And bringing you peace and happiness. Take a couple more deep breaths in and out through your nose. Still feeling the white light. And when you're ready, slowly and gently open your eyes. Wow, Chris, that was such a good one. Thank you. I feel like I need like glasses. sunglasses, <laughs> sunglasses right now. <laughs> my, my light is shining too brightly. Oh, really. yes. Oh, so and good. Thank you. I love it. I love it. Yeah. That's, I hope everyone know, else enjoyed that as much as I did. It's great. I, I hope they did too. And I hope that, you know, if you are ever overcome with fear, that you can use that technique and, and you know part of that meditation to just wash away the fear with the white. Very light. beautiful, really is yeah. very helpful. Okay. Thank you. You are welcome, my friend. Oh, that felt good. Yeah. Good, good. Well, uh, you know, hopefully, we've been able to come together with our fear and and be able to release our fear in, in the future with uh, yes. knowing that we're we're kind of all in this together. We're all in this together and we'll put some of the resources we talked about and a few yep. others in the show notes. And as usual, we mm -hmm. so appreciate it here at Sacred Spaces. If you subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts, Apple, Anchor, Google Play, Spotify, wherever. We so appreciate it. Thank you. We do. We love you. And I love you, Fran. So thank you. I love you, you too, Chris. <laughs> Have a chat. great rest of your week and a good weekend, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Hey, Chris, guess what? What? Well, you know how I started that new app called Noom? Yeah, yeah. N-O-O-M, Noom. Well, the crazy thing is I've lost like about 10 pounds. That 
is awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. And to be honest, I had no idea how much I was eating, which is kind of crazy. Cause you know, it's, um, you kind of gauge your calories. It sounds really crazy, but it makes it really easy to log in and you can do your steps or your exercise. So those calories that you burn, nice. you get allow you to have more food. Yeah. Nice. So That's it's perfect. kind of you get credit for that. You get, you get extra credit. So it's nice. I really, really enjoy like it that. a lot. I like and that. So, they're, yeah. they're an affiliate sponsor of sacred That's, spaces, which is so wonderful. cool. We so if you that. go to the link in our show notes, you know, our, uh, our listeners can, can sign up and help, help, um, the podcast as well. Which is really yeah. cool. I, I need to get on that. Cause you know, those, those 10 pounds that you lost, I think I gained those. So. Did I send them to you? <laughs> you sent them to me. So I am going to tonight log on and take advantage of my free two weeks. Thank I you. love it. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Awesome. Let me know how it goes. I will. To take a closer look at ways to make your space a bit more sacred, check out Francesca's website, houseandmind.com, or visit me at christinacarreri.com, where you can download a meditation to use anytime you need it. Until next time, wishing you wellness. Namaste. Thank you.